Welcome back, everyone, to the Tahoe Tap Podcast. It's Mike Perrin and Rob Galloway. We appreciate you joining us. And the solid welcome back to all the listeners that just jumped right on board for our sort of resurrection to the podcast after a little bit of a break. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed that flashback in time with McAvoy Lane that sounded like he was literally back in a time machine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys joining us back in to the Tahoe Tap podcast. And per usual, you know, no national politics, keeping it all local here. And, uh, you know, we've got our finger on the pulse. Well, Rob does, at least. That's why we turned the news section over to him, because he's traveling around the lake multiple times a week, man. He's really got a got a grasp on what's going on here in the community. So we'll get into those news and notes here in just a moment. And then the bulk of our show, we'll be getting to know those movers and shakers around the region. And this week, it's Doug Hartline from the North Lake Tahoe Snow Fest, one of the largest winter mountain festivals on the West Coast. In its 42nd year, this 10-day annual event celebrates the best of the North Shore region. And all it has to offer by showcasing the relationships between the local community and the people who visit here into the Lake Tahoe area. So their mission is to support local nonprofits, public programs, student organizations, and scholarships through the production of a unique set of events dating back to its ideation in 1981. Pretty cool. So we'll find out more on that. Yeah, there are a ton of events. If you haven't checked that out, I mean, we'll get into some of them, but... Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I, yeah, that website is packed. Uh, I'm looking forward to the parade with my daughter myself. So I'm uh, looking forward to chatting with them. But hey, don't you just love that feeling when you nail it, booking a room on vacation or on your work trips? You know, that I can bring my dog with me, no problem. No hidden fees in the parking area. You know, they're always sticking you with those parking fees everywhere you go from the city to even back here in Tahoe or the fireplace roaring when I arrive kind of feeling. Tahoe Mountain Inn has got you covered. Tahoe Mountain Inn is located in the heart of South Lake Tahoe and the owner, which recently uh, purchased it, he just went Full Chip and Joanna Gaines on a remodel in 2023. So check out Tahoe Mountain Inn. Give it, Google it and you will find that the rates are extremely reasonable for booking here. Uh, I mean, you, you want something that's really convenient, easy for you and the family or just a solo ski trip. Tahoe Mountain Inn's got you covered. So uh, that's our first sponsor of the show, Keeping the Tahoe Tap podcast alive. And now we're going to turn it over to Rob for a quick hit of the top news. Yeah, and the first one that I want to bring up, you know, it's 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 not a great story, but I mean, it was pretty much the biggest story for the week and a very tragic one. Just awful, awful news about four individuals who uh, passed away due to a suspected drug overdose. You know, I want to make sure that our everybody knows that our thoughts and prayers go out to all their friends and families. Just a just a horrible situation there. And with all the details, they're still not known. But fentanyl is is suspect suspect. I can't even say suspected, Mike. Um, <laughs> but if that wasn't enough, the very next day saw an instance of yet another fentanyl overdose in a parking lot in South Lake Tahoe. Luckily, that instance was reversed out by Narcan, um, which Mike, I wasn't aware that. Narcan's free in a lot of locations around around South Lake. Yeah, no questions asked whether it's the CVS pharmacy, uh, just going to the Barton Hospital or Tahoe Forest Hospital. They've really ramped up the entire, you know, uh, campaign on making Narcan available. And I mean, I don't think you even have to like fill out a form or anything. I I haven't done it myself, but I, I hear it's that easy. 
Wow. Well, it, you know, that's that's a great a great thing to know. Um, and coincidentally, state senator for the district, which is District four, uh, that includes El Dorado County. Uh, state Senator Marie Alvarado Gill, along with another state assemblyman, uh, hosted a fight against fentanyl press conference this week. I believe it was on Wednesday. Um, we're recording this on on Friday, uh, and they unveiled AB two three three six, which is aimed at closing more discrepancies in how fentanyl is enforced as it relates to other narcotics. Um, you know, it's the other narcotics like heroin. It, here's some stats, Mike. Um, fentanyl is responsible for, and this is uh, in 2023 in the state of California, fentanyl is responsible for 90% of opi opioid overdose deaths and 62% of drug overdoses. Um, fentanyl is also, I didn't know this um, until I was reading the, the info sent in, it's also 50 times stronger than heroin. And it's a hundred times stronger than morphine. Just nasty, nasty stuff. Um, you know, hopefully there can be some more progress made. Um, you know, in the battle against fentanyl, um, because these things they're just heartbreaking. You know, anything, anything to add there, Mike? Yeah, on the Narcan side, I, you know, we were sitting having lunch, and it was hard to find out how long if you come across somebody that has overdosed, how long do you have to administer Narcan? One, is it six minutes? Is it 15 minutes, you know, I, I did some research. I couldn't find a, a solid answer. And so probably... the whole Narcan messaging is a little mixed to me. And it's like, hey, people are going to do this. So let's have them test their drugs because people are going to get back, you know, to using recreational drugs, unfortunately. So you can go on Amazon and buy drug test kits. That'll tell you if there's fentanyl in there. If you're that set on using drugs, like wh why don't we get that message going? So that proactive messaging compared to the reactive messaging with Narcan. Yeah. You know, you see where I'm going with it a little bit? Like yeah, that's I would have sort to, of struggle with a little I bit. I would have to think though that body chemistry plays into that. And it's probably mm -hmm. time is probably different for everybody. There's probably like a lot of factors like how much you took and your body makeup. I would have to imagine that's why it's not out there. It's just I just want a ballpark figure. I yeah, ballpark find a ballpark, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, another story that made waves this week was an issue that happened during the public comment section during the South Lake Tahoe City Council meeting. Uh, this was via Zoom. A man who identified himself as Levi just started spewing hate speech and saying things that I am not going to repeat here. But, you know, of course, this person didn't have uh, their camera on, but it really makes no difference. Just disgusting, disgusting display of behavior there. I don't know if you have any anything to add to that either. And we're really jumping out of this podcast with positivity. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I no comment, really. I just didn't even want to read the article from the Tribune that we put out and didn't want to go look up the, the Zoom. I just don't want to give it any more play than it did. Right. It's just disgusting, as you said. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll turn it to a little bit of better news. And last All episode, right. we talked a little bit about the snow pack or lack thereof. Uh, but since then, Winter started to wake up a little bit, and we've closed that gap and inched up towards 74% uh, of normal as of this week. We got a little more snow coming up in the forecast, so that's good. And Mike, I want to put you on the spot if you had to guess. You think where we're going to end up um, at the end of winter, um, either above or below no normal? So are we, we going to end up below 100% or above 100%? What do you think? Well, there's like the personal side of it. They've all been so warm. So I think we're going to hit get hit with some rain. So water content, I think, will be above 
100%, but snowpack, which is much different, right, uh, will be a below 100%. But hey, Miracle March, what was it, 400 and something inches uh, back in the 80s and another one in the 50s. There have been two Miracle Marches that have had over 300 inches. So there you go. <laughs> we, we could make up that ground. March always tends to bring it. You know, it's one of those mm -hmm. months. Pretty, I don't I don't want to I'm not going to jinx it. I'm just I'm just not going to say. <laughs> well, we'll we'll end the news portion up here on uh, on hopefully another good note cuz as we are recording like like I mentioned Friday heading into the President's Day weekend and by the time the folks hear this, uh hoping those of you who are attending the Winter Reggae Fest had a fantastic time. Um it's first ever winter show that was put on uh you know by our friend Paul Reeder uh who does uh well, he he was on with us. Uh, I can't remember what episode it was, but if you want to go back and listen to Paul Reeder, he puts on the uh, the summer reggae fest or co co puts on the summer fest. But you gonna you gonna hit one of those shows this weekend, Mike? Either Saturday or Sunday? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, Saturday oh. night. Uh, so I'll be down in Sacramento at a nice little intimate venue at Thunder Valley Casino. But you know, I I'm sad I'm missing out on the community gathering that they that they've really pushed forward with this year uh and how they have pre-parties leading up to it the Thursday the Friday before then after parties on Saturday and Sunday all these local businesses that are in the area so really drumming up a lot of of uh local business for for those other ones out there rather than just keeping it at the event center which is going to be the hub of course yeah it's going to be a cool one but uh we go from from one show to another so Everybody stick around for our chat upcoming um, about the uh, the Snowfest for, for the North Shore. And before we get into that interview, we want to thank Tahoe Family Hearing Clinic for their support of this podcast. If you're constantly asking people to repeat themselves or searching for the remote to turn up the TV, it might be time to give them a shout. A shout! <laughs> because you might not be hearing yourself talk. Tahoe Family Hearing Clinic, South Lake Tahoe's premier audiology center, which is family-owned and oriented, and they are a private practice. Rob and Janelle Sandy are dedicated to the audiology needs of everyone, from newborns and pediatrics to adults and seniors. Gone are the days of heading off the hill for basic care of one of your most important, yet often overlooked senses, the sense of hearing. So thank you, Tile Family Hearing Clinic, for your support. We'll be back after a quick little break as we set up for this interview with the folks from Tahoe Snowfest. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the Tahoe Tap Podcast. It's our pleasure to have Doug Hartline, the board president of Tahoe Snowfest, in the house here on the pod. Thanks for joining us, Doug. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Great. give me a 10 or 15 second little uh, overview of your role for Tahoe Snowfest, and then we'll get let Rob get into some of his questioning here. Right on. I, uh, I joined Tahoe Snowfest about five, six years ago. Uh, it's a, the event's been going on for about 42 years now, and the director for many years, Rush Nabel, carried it from the late, the early 80s until uh, I got involved. Um, was getting a little tired and needed some new blood, and so we came in and uh, tried to bring it into the next uh, generation. And uh, we changed uh, from a 501c6 to a 501c3 to try to get more support to our community outside of just marketing and, and things like that. So uh, real excited about where it's going. 
Great. Well, Doug, I mean, granted, it hasn't been 42 consecutive years, but, um, you know, what's what do you think has been the secret to the event's longevity, um, you know, just in those 42 years that it has been going on? Yeah, the, the secret to it all is uh, is uh, the reason it survived is continued support from uh, from the community. You know, the people have been eager to see it happen for year after year. And uh, and with many great volunteers that have stuck it out and and helped it evolve. Uh, it's uh, that's what's kept it going all this time. Um, our board of directors are all volunteers. Um, and it takes a real special person to be that committed to our community just to, to try to do something that you know the the only the only uh, reason the event succeeds is because uh, people want to see our community stay connected and stay thriving. Yeah, for certain. And just in your words, how would you describe you know the event to someone who's never been? Uh, basically, Snow Snowfest is a ten day mountain festival with a many uh, family friendly and uh, pre ski style events. Uh, we our events are all set to uh, raise awareness and support for many local nonprofits, student organizations and public organizations, as well as encouraging people to, to patronize our, our, our local businesses during that 10 days and, and just uh, get people excited about our community. Um, yeah, it brings uh, visitors and, and locals together to celebrate our, you know, our unique mountain community. You know, and, and during the celebration, do you think there's, any one event in particular that is, or you would say is the most anticipated each year? Uh, I would say, you know, we have so many great events to choose from, but, um, you know, like our favorites are the Garwich Polar Bear Swim, the Tao Art House Brew Fest is a big one nowadays, with DJs, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, the, the Dog Pole put on by Alpine Power Equipment, super fun every year. Um, but uh, both the Tao City and Kings Beach Parades, but I'd say especially... Uh, our fireworks extravaganza right now it's currently the only fireworks show on the north shore all year long and uh it's on five friday march 1st this year 5 to 8 p.m we have live music uh food vendors retail and nonprofit vendors and of course a banging fireworks show yeah it is it is a good time for sure that's a great point about being the only one all year long yeah now yeah. with the transition so, to drones it's great that we're holding on to that they're the making it harder and harder every year to uh to make it happen with regulations and insurance and everything else, but we're fighting to keep it happening. Yeah. Keep, keep the, keep the fight going there. You got it. Uh, any, anything new this year that, that you're particularly excited about? Yeah. You know, I'm pushing uh, live music. I'm a big live music guy. And, uh, and this year we've got lots of live music. We've got at our opening party at Garwoods. We have the blues monsters at the fireworks extravaganza. We have the nomads again, all local bands, uh, the Tile Art House Brew Fest. We have a bunch of local DJs, and uh, uh, Tile, the Tile Community Nursery Schools benefit has a band called Head to Toe. And then towards the end of the week, we have Coburn Station playing at the Tile National Brewery. And then we've got a couple others that might come together as well. But I'm a real big fan of having good live music that a whole family can come out and take part in and and celebrate what we're all about. And uh, but also this year we have a new event. We're doing a uh, Snowfest poker tournament at Tile National Brewery, um, supporting the Sierra States Parks Foundation. And uh, there's gonna be great prizes and uh, someone can have the opportunity to be crowned our first poker tournament champion. Nice, nice. And you know, you talked about nonprofits benefiting from this. How many um, benefit from the event as a whole? Yeah, over over 20 nonprofits benefit uh, from this from this year's events. 
Um, I could label them all, but there's so many. Just go on the website and you can see on our schedule how each one's associated with each individual event. Um, and also we have a scholarship program. We do a king and queen of Snowfest contest where uh, local seniors come in, they get interviewed and go through an essay process and such to uh, qualify for a, for a scholarship. And uh, you can go on to snowfest.org to support them by buying raffle tickets. Um, when you buy a raffle ticket, it goes to that uh, under each student's name, it goes to that student and half the money raised by each student goes to the nonprofit of their choice. And the other half goes to them in the form of a scholarship that, pre that we present to them at graduation. It's a fantastic thing. And then the king and queen that we crown at the end also get an additional scholarship from Snowfest directly. It's a That's great program. Yeah, that is great. You know, and Mike and I at the top of the show, we mentioned just how many events. There's there's a ton of events. Yeah, we're over 40 this year. Crazy. Um, and yeah, if you go to the schedule, I mean, just fantastic things from, you know, family-friendly day events to some pre-skiing style events and, you know, live music late into the evening. We've got a real, real, real good lineup this year. So out of those events, what would you say is the most unique during during the uh, the whole celebration? Yeah, I would say the Milk Jug Curling is... Uh, is probably our most unique event. So it's a three-day event. Uh, we have uh, qualifying rounds on Monday, March 4th, and Wednesday the 6th, and then our finals on March 8th. Um, basically, it's teams of four dressed up in costumes go out on the ice at the Winter Sports Park here in Tau City and uh, uh, slide some milk jugs, frozen milk jugs, across the ice to a target and, you know, playing head-to-head -head against another team. And as you, as you win, you qualify for the next round and it's super fun family competition and it's great for spectators as well. Everybody gets really into it. And uh, yeah, you can go on, uh, this event always sells out. So go online to snowfest.org and click on that event. Tickets are available right now. Great. Well, my, my last question here for, for you, Doug, before I turn it over to Mike, can people still get involved as volunteers and, and how many volunteers do you typically have? I mean, that's a, that's a long time and a lot of events, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm certain you probably have quite a few, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, yeah, some of our bigger events like the fireworks and both parades need a ton of volunteers. So you can go on to snowfest.org again and uh, or tahosnowfest.org um, and get involved. And there's a volunteer section. And yeah, we need people to, you know, man the the corners at the at the traffic lights and people to help with staging and everything else during all those events. And then all of our individual events are actually put on by the entity that's having it. So if you said the Bridge Tender Fat Friday, they need help with just getting people in and out of the building and that kind of thing as well. So uh, yeah, go to tilesnowfest.org and click on volunteers and someone will get back to you and, and we'll find a good spot for it. Well, very cool, Doug. So <clears throat> let's, you know, Rob's got a slightly different questioning style than I do generally. Yeah. And, you know, I always want to know those nitty gritty sort of behind the scenes details. And first off, I want to know the biggest blunder or challenge you've had over the years you've been involved or that you've heard of from years past. Did you get it? Like, did a tent fly away from a vendor? Oh, yeah. And we had, uh, last, a, a last year, if anybody can remember, uh, it was a, one of the biggest blizzards ever. It was right in the middle of the whole thing. And, and during the parade, we had 70 mile per hour winds. We had, you know, tents blowing across the parade route. And the CHP was so busy up on the summit that they weren't able to, to stop traffic at the end of each end of the parade. So in the middle of our parade going through downtown, we had people that decided they were going to keep driving. And uh, 
And uh, so we had a few extra entries into our parade <laughs> that we weren't expecting, but uh, we managed we managed to get through it. And then we yeah we had to we had to postpone the a couple of events for the same reason. Blizzard was so crazy that we couldn't get through it. But the funnest thing was uh, the brew fest. It was it was snowing two or three inches an hour and blowing seventy mile power winds. And uh, the DJs kept playing and people kept dancing. I couldn't get anybody to go home. So it was a super good time. Well, and it is a brew fest, so yeah, yeah it wasn't because of the snow. There's of course, good. but I, that good on you guys for persevering through. You know, it's so easy for events to throw in the towel or schools to close these days, and that is yeah, the epitome of mountain town, right? For the you community to come together during those huge snowstorms and make it happen. So right yeah. on, guys, and hopefully that's happening again this year. I mean, yeah, we're not we're saying, we'll, we'll, we'll in terms dive of challenges. Right. That's the attitude right there. So, I mean, in, in, you know, keeping with that same tune, it was the second biggest re- winter on record. Um, you know, did, how was that? How'd that play out? Like you said, two or three inches of snow per hour at one time. T- talk me through that and how you do push through those. Yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, cause you got volunteers that have been out there for a few days already. And, uh, and getting out there and getting pop-ups up and weighed down and and then uh managing a managing a parade through downtown with you know the same thing people are trying to bring their floats in with uh with all kinds of stuff hanging off them and they're blowing across the you know across the neighborhood and everything else so it's uh it was a super big challenge but also great fun it just puts another element of of Tahoe Mountain fun into the whole thing. So uh, at least you you I mean, that's right there in the name. You need some yeah. snow. You got, got it. it. <laughs> you got it. Uh, and then, you know, so personally for you, do you take part in any of these events, competition? You know, I, I know do. you got a wing eating contest this year. Yeah. I haven't, the I, haven't first done, its kind. I haven't done the wing eating contest, I think. Uh, but I do. I take part in uh, in the cornhole tournament and in a number of other things. My claim to fame right now is that I am uh, my team – uh, we call ourselves Cobra Kai. We take no prisoners. And uh, mm-hmm. we are the two-time reigning champs in the Milk Jug Curling event. Nice. So anyone that's got any game, come on out and see if you can <laughs> three-peat. Throwing down can, the challenge. Sure, sure. Yeah, the board I, don't, president I don't think there's anyone out there the that trophy. can take me, but I, <laughs> I got a lot of people gunning for me this year. <laughs> yeah, no one's skeptical of the board president taking yeah. the trophy home. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you got people gunning for you. Uh, and then a little pop quiz for you. I've, I've got a three-year-old. I got the fireworks and the parade on my calendar personally. Is there anything else I should be aware of for uh, Absolutely, the, the dog pole. The dog oh, pole is, yeah. you know, is the best kid-friendly event there is. Um, you know, it's set up this year. We're going to be behind Pete and Peters in Tahoe City out on the golf course. And basically, you bring your dog, sign up. We have four different weight classes. And then we strap the dog to a sled with either a six-pack to buy, buy if they're little or, or a keg of beer tied to it. And then you got to coax your dog down the track uh, for the best time to win each category. Uh Tito's Vodka supports our event and brings in a bunch of cool prizes. So it's super fun for all the for family and friends, kids. Uh, all the dogs are friendly. It's a super great event. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong there. And then out of all of those, are there any that for the attendees that they will miss out on on buying tickets for that 100% either sell out or for the competitors that they need to get on right now after finishing. Yeah, this absolutely. And the the dog pole is open to everybody and anybody as many as we can get out there really. And, but uh, the, yeah, the milk jug curling sells out. I mean, I think uh, a quarter of the, of the tickets have already sold, I think already um, the cornhole tournament, there's only 16 teams. 
Uh, that's a 16-team bracket, double elimination, super good time. So that one sells out as well. Um, all our other events are – How about the polar bear swim? That's always, you know, in the pictures, the, the Garwoods Pier is just packed. And you, I see that you don't call it a plunge. You call it polar bear swim. No, they, it's a swim. They got to go out. I think it's 100 yards out and 100 yards back. Yeah, I'm out. a lot of you know, a lot of contestants will get in the water and get 50 feet and make their make their re-entry or exit. And uh, but so that there's some real competitive swimmers that get out there and then uh, challenge the course every year. And last year we had four foot swells; it was insane. Uh, we had to shorten the course because the, even the Coast Guard couldn't get out there to be on the on the jet skis to protect, provide protection. So it's a it's a formidable event and great for all. There is no limit to participation there we would take as many people as we can get and uh always always a great event man i don't even like swimming 100 yards in the summer in tahoe <laughs> so you. you can you I'm, can come i'll, I'll be on the pier on that, on that one yeah. <laughs> but hey uh all right doug thanks for sharing all of that anything else you want to share before wrapping up uh yeah i just want to say that uh you know we're all about celebrating the greatness of our people our environment the organizations the businesses in our community we do it uh to come out with friends and family and really appreciate what we do in this mountain community. Um, I want to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, for, it's really getting more expensive every year to put on these events, insurance and just inflation across the board for getting parts and pieces together to put this thing together. And uh, again, Snowfest is a 501c3 public nonprofit. So all your donate donations are tax deductible. So you can go to the uh, taosnowfest.org and hit the donate button and give as little as much as you can and every dollar uh, counts. All you know, it all it all goes to keeping Snowfest around for generations to come. And I'd like to see us get to 100 years old. So onward and upwards, yeah, and, uh, 100 years. I'd like the sound of that. And awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you for all the hard work you're putting into this event and, and spending Perfect. time with yeah, us. Our whole board, I appreciate it. Appreciate all our members. Appreciate the community for coming out to it. All right. And speaking of appreciation, we appreciate you guys listening to the Tile of Tap podcast. Very Check out so. Snowfest online, get involved, and then we'll be back here in a couple of weeks with an all new episode. Mike Perrin and Rob Galloway signing off for this edition of Tahoe Tap.